Hello, welcome to my Sober Militia podcast. Today's episode is called Easy Sobriety, Core Belief 2. Alcohol is not your friend. Friendship with alcohol occurs almost instantaneously for the addict. It is actually quite interesting considering most people do not even like the taste of it at first. It's an acquired taste is something you hear proclaimed about the different variants of alcohol. How many of us force ourselves to acquire a taste for an asshole as a friend? We generally don't. Sure, we may have assholes as friends, but there are other factors at play, though I am sure some similarities could be drawn there too. Most of the time, however, we make judgments about people pretty quickly after we meet them. We don't say things like, man, that guy's an asshole. I better hang out with him a couple more times to see if he ends up being awesome. With alcohol, that is exactly what we do. Something happens the first time we drink, no matter how awful it tastes or how fucked up we get, that tells us we have to do it again. And we do over and over again. For some of us, our first drink may have been environmental. We happened to be in a place where alcohol was present. And after witnessing the joys we had seen and heard associated with alcohol our entire lives, decided to give it a try. Others may have taken the first drink due to peer pressure, friends teasing us and prodding us to drink until we finally gave in. Another group of us may have found ourselves at a low point in our lives and after watching movies, reading literature, and listening to music about alcohol, tried it in the hopes of feeling anything other than what we were feeling at the time. A whole other group of us may have taken the first drink as a way of trying to fit in with a group of people with whom we desperately wanted to associate. Regardless of how we all took that first drink, we did, and the result was an unknowing and lasting imprint on our psyche. We will spend years trying to first acknowledge and finally erase from our minds and physical bodies. I guess in the end, it is like a bad relationship after all. Friendship. We all associate with people who add to the quality of our lives. Whether it is their positive attitude, their ability to push us past our comfort zone, their awareness to recognize when we are down, their willingness to support us in times of need, or just their way of thinking that resonates with our own, we know and appreciate those people who are close to us. These are the people we lean on in difficult times because we know they will say or do the right thing to help us better deal with a bad situation. They are there for us and we are there for them too. It is a symbiotic relationship where both parties benefit from one another. That is the way it is supposed to be with friendships. Look it up. Friendship is a state of mutual trust and support between two or more people. enemy. Alcohol is none of those things. It is not a symbiotic relationship. There is no mutual trust and support. It does not support you when you are down or push you to be better. Alcohol is the exact opposite of friendship. It is an enemy. Let's look that word up too. A thing that harms or weakens something else. Hmm. Let's see. Does alcohol harm or weaken us every single day? In fact, 
There is not one positive side effect of alcohol. Sure, we think it makes us feel better. We think it allows us to be our true selves. We think it helps us deal with difficult situations. But is any of this really true? Of course not. The truth is, it actually makes us feel nothing, not better. It makes us act in ways we would not normally act. It clouds our ability to make good decisions, so we choose not to make any at all, or it takes away inhibitions so we make poor decisions. The only reason we believe any of these falsities is because one, we have been told these things our entire lives, and two, we have told ourselves these things as a way of justifying our actions. Alcohol does not have one quality associated with the word friendship. With all that said, I do not like to use the word enemy in regard to alcohol or our relationship with alcohol. Technically, it is a correct word to use as it is the polar opposite of friendship, but I believe it gives alcohol too much credit. You see, in order for alcohol to be our enemy, we have to believe it has the ability to take or destroy something we have or want. While this is certainly true about alcohol, does the negative mindset actually help us in our journey towards sobriety? I do not believe it does. I believe, in fact, it actually hinders our ability to foster positive and therefore easy sobriety. Here's why. The more energy we put into something, the more power we give it. If we hate or fear something, we think about that thing all the time. We dwell on it and worry about it. Consequently, we see it around every corner and as a result of every action. It is in our every thought and therefore part of who we are. What would happen if we did not see alcohol as our enemy? What if we did not see it at all? Grief. When do we grieve? Generally, we grieve when we lose something or someone close to us. When that person or thing is absent from our life, we feel intense loss due to our missing their presence. In order for us to miss something though, we have to believe it added quality to our life. We have to believe we were better off with it in our life. We have to believe it supported us in our life in a positive way. Raise your hand if you truly believe alcohol adds any true positive quality to your life. I suspect you would not be reading this blog, part of sober groups, taking steps towards sobriety, or posting and asking questions about sobriety if you honestly believed alcohol was your friend. It is not your friend, but you are the only person who can decide that for yourself. You have to let go of any positive mental or physical attachment you have toward alcohol. You have to accept and recognize it for what it really is, an addictive poison. Until you do this, you will miss it and you will grieve it as a loss. Grief over the loss of someone close to us never really goes away. We are never cured of the loss of a spouse, parent, child, or friend. We will always miss them because they added some positive quality to our lives and we added the same to theirs. We remember the time we spent together. We remember the struggles we overcame together. We remember all the fun, loving, and caring moments that connected us and made us close. We miss them because they were, and still are, part of who we are as a person. Until we let go of the idea of alcohol as a friend, companion, 
or confidant, we will grieve it as a loss. We will forever miss it. We will never truly be free from the pain associated with losing it. We will struggle with sobriety, but do we have to? Celebrate it. Instead of grieving the loss of something we thought was our friend, what would happen if we shifted our core beliefs about alcohol and instead recognized it as something we no longer want in our life? We do not want it anymore because we realize it was an awful friend. It added nothing to our life. It caused nothing but pain, heartache, and suffering. It kept us from knowing our true selves. It kept us from achieving our dreams. It ruined our relationships and destroyed our lives. It betrayed us, and betrayal is the one thing we cannot ignore or accept in our life any longer. It is time to walk away from that awful friend and start anew. It is time to be the person we always knew we could be. It is time to live up to our potential. It is time to celebrate the loss of something we no longer want or need in our life. And it is time to live well and with intention. Remember, do not hate or despise alcohol. Do not think of it as our enemy. It does not deserve that much of our attention. Instead, only recognize it for what it is and acknowledge our lack of need for it in our life. We deserve to be free. We are free. In terms of sobriety, this is one of my favorite core beliefs to work with because I find it to be not only the most important or one of the most important, but one of the most fascinating as to why we hold on to something as poisonous and dangerous to our health as alcohol. And I can say that easily because I was that person. I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I looked forward to it. Couldn't wait to do it. Couldn't wait to share it with friends. Um, you know, I made comments like, I don't trust people who don't drink and things like that. So I get it. But what was the most interesting for me was not only how when I realized what alcohol was and the lies it has been telling us, how that affected me. What I realized was how it affects everything else too, in terms of how we think. In the terms of what we choose to lean on or call our friends. And for me, alcohol was a friend. And after reading This Naked Mind and really starting to get in touch with the idea of um, alcohol as being a societal pressure, it's something that's been forced upon us and pushed down our throats since the day we can remember anything. You know, seeing it with our parents and our families and friends and seeing it being touted as something that was so amazing and special. So it's no wonder why most of us, as we grow up and become able to drink, give it a try. And then of course the addictive qualities rein us in and keep us under their control for a long time. But here was the most interesting part for me. And I've said this before, but I had quit tobacco or not tobacco, but vaping, nicotine, 
couple months before I quit drinking. And it was excruciatingly difficult for me. I gained like 20 pounds. Mentally, it was just a wreck. I was, a, you know, uptight and grumpy and all the things that come with uh, quitting an addiction like that. And I struggled, but I stuck to it. I didn't, didn't fail once, but it was just awful. And then, of course, you know, my wife and I had made the decision to quit drinking too. And I put it off for about two weeks from our original quit date because I was just struggling too much with nicotine. But once I started reading more about alcohol and the poison and how it affects our minds and bodies and the way we think and everything, and then made that decision like, whoa, this is not something I want to be a part of. And I, I did that somewhat subconsciously because I, I don't know how it happened so quickly and easily for me, but it did. And once I realized that that was just something I did not want in my life, I never missed it. And it's because I realized that it was not a friend. It did not add anything to me or my life. In fact, it did nothing but detract from my life and the life of people around me. And so that's where that idea of easy sobriety came from was when I realized that alcohol was not a friend and something I wanted in my life. And I just kicked it out the door. Didn't even have a bad feeling about it anymore. It was just gone. And here's the craziest thing. Once I did that, and I'm saying within maybe the first two weeks of quitting, once I realized, made that, that connection, I did the same with nicotine without even knowing it. I have not thought about nicotine since. And all the way up until that point, it was still something I was struggling with. And so it was that idea of just recognizing the things in our life that can be so harmful and dangerous and not only to ourselves, but to everyone around us, our children and our spouses and our friends and coworkers. That connection kind of just lasted through everything. And it's made my working through several addictions that I've had be quite easy, including alcohol. And this one core belief, the idea that alcohol is not your friend, is going to be your best friend when you adopt it. So take some time. I know it's not easy. I know it's easier than said than done. But look into it. Find your reasons. I think it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. For me, it was the idea that, um, that idea that we have to make up excuses not to do it and the idea that uh, it's so pushed upon us societally. Those are the two things that really got me thinking about it and really looking for it in our culture, in our world. And the more I looked, the more I found the negativity associated with alcohol and how it was uh, touted as something that made our lives better when in fact it was actually controlling us and making our lives worse. Those were the things that really connected for me. It, it might be something different for you. But just start looking into it. Start finding those things. Start learning about alcohol, the science, the um, emotional aspects, the um, psychological, everything, physical. And start finding the things that may connect for you where you can step back and look at this thing as something you no longer want in your life because I promise when you do you will no longer miss it you will no longer grieve it you will no longer want it it's really the truest thing I can offer so take some time be open do some research you'll find what you need Thanks again, everybody, for reading my blog, listening to my podcasts. I appreciate your support. 
I'll continue pushing forward with the core beliefs of easy sobriety on Thursday with core belief number three. Look forward to talking to you then. Stay safe, stay strong, stay sober.